Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trends and Staple Podcast. I'm Paul, and guess what? I'm flying solo. Not because Janine's still under the weather, but mainly because of the subject of the next couple episodes is Kentucky Kingdom. And believe it or not, Janine has yet to actually go to Kentucky Kingdom. So it doesn't make much sense for her to give you much insight on the park if she's never been there. We just got done doing a four-episode arc of Cedar Point, which is just an amazing, if you love roller coasters, it's a must visit. You got to get to Cedar Point. But at that point, our coaster count was at 87. So our next target was to go to Kings Island. So we got in the car and we headed down to Mason, Ohio. Well, when we got to Mason, Ohio, it was pretty late in the day. So we just stayed at the hotel, relaxed a little bit there. But then I was doing a little bit of research and realized we're only about two to two and a half hours away from Kentucky Kingdom. Now, what's so great about Kentucky Kingdom? For us, it was our opportunity to get on our first ever RMC. That basically became a priority. So even though we were in Mason, Ohio, we decided to wake up that morning and head to Louisville, Kentucky. This episode is going to be talking about our first impressions of the park and of course the roller coasters. But I do want to do a quick shout out. If you want to know about the history of this park, we highly recommend the video, actually the film by Coaster Studios called Save My Park. He actually sat down with the owners of Kentucky Kingdom. And this park has an amazing history that I can basically do an entire episode on that, but why do something that Coaster Studios did so much better? Because this park at one point was a Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom uh, from uh, 98 to uh, 2006. Coaster Studios basically lays out the entire history of this park. So once again, go to Coaster Studios on YouTube, check out Save My Park to get the entire history of this park. We basically get in the car, we head to Louisville, Kentucky, basically follow the map and you know we get ourselves onto the property. Three first impressions of this park. And the first one is, how do you get in? I mean, seriously, this is the most challenging park we've ever been to trying to actually find the entrance. Because it's on the Kentucky State Fairgrounds, it's not very easy. You get into the property, then you actually have to wrap around an entire parking lot and you're driving. You almost feel like you're about to leave the uh, parking area and go back out to the highway when all of a sudden you actually see Kentucky Kingdom. First of all, if you're going to Kentucky Kingdom, you're not going to be lost. Just follow the road, you will eventually get to the front of it, but it is very unique on that end there. Uh, the second thing was, as soon as we got out of our car, we started hearing a lot of airplanes, and uh, we basically realized that we were right next to the airport, which you really notice when you get on Storm Chaser, you will be in line climbing up into the queue or going up the lift hill, and it looks like the airplanes are just about to hit you. You are that close to the airport that literally, it, it looks like the planes are about to land where you are. And last but not least, we're going to be talking about this a lot more in our second episode when we go through the walkthrough and we go through the food and the flats. But this park is really unique because you actually have two sides of the park. So when you enter the park, you're basically in one section there. And uh, the big highlight ride there is uh, Lightning Run, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. However, to get to the second part of the park, you have to literally go either across the street or across the bridge that takes you into the street. And the second side of the park has most of the rides, but it also has the entire water park. It's such a unique park. You got two sides. I've never seen anything like it. Simple as that. So you got those three aspects. So what I want to do is I want to talk about the roller coasters that we did there. And then, like I said, in the next episode, we're going to do the walkthrough and all that kind of stuff here. Name of the episode is Storming the Bluegrass State. And there's a reason why I decided to call it that. And mainly because the three rides that we actually got on our first trip at Kentucky Kingdom, Lightning Run, Storm Chaser, Thunder Run, you're talking about a huge storm theme here. Rides at our 100% have to do with weather. And I don't know 
what the history is for that or it was just a fun coincidence but that's why we call it storming the bluegrass state mainly because the three main rides that we did that day were 100 storm themed so as soon as we get in there we kind of check out the park we walk around the outside of it dev and i are checking out all the food you know we noticed that beautiful park very clean we we're very impressed with it being clean at this point this was actually in 2017 so it was pretty much reopened and they had everything running pretty well so it, it looked like it was done professionally everything was great but the first thing that caught our eye was this roller coaster called lightning run now leading up to this day everything we focused on was storm chaser because it was our first rmc we wanted to know everything we could about storm chaser so really lightning run we didn't know much about it so the stats on lightning run it's a chance hyper gtx all right there's no other chance hyper gtx is around which is a crime these things are amazing it actually came into the park on uh, may 2014 it has 2500 feet of track it's 100 foot tall 55 miles an hour 80 degree drop so when you look at this coaster you're not really impressed. It doesn't really have height. It has some inversions, but it really doesn't look like it's much. That actually is 100% wrong. This coaster was our biggest surprise of pretty much our first year with the 125. We went into it thinking it was going to be a simple credit, and we got off this thing blown away. Seriously, this thing has so much ejector air, you are barely ever in your seat. It's a very short ride, so of course, Steel Vengeance is going to have more airtime, but the intensity of this airtime with the inversions, this coaster was magnificent. So much so that it was definitely a top 10, top 15 coaster. It was, at the end of the year, it was the one I kept talking about. Devin actually bought a shirt, and Devin never buys a shirt. He actually bought a shirt for this thing. Lightning Run is... Enthusiasts know that this thing is fantastic, but the general public doesn't realize how great this thing is. And yet again, the fact that there's only one of them blows my mind. Other parks need to get these. It wasn't that expensive, per se, compared to a lot of other coasters. It was simply amazing. It blew us away. So we enjoyed that. Basically, we rode it twice because at that point, we were kind of like, you know what? There's no line. Let's get on this thing twice. So we rode it twice, and then we figured out how to get across the second part of the uh, park, which there's a bridge, and then you can actually like go out, cross the street, and then go back in. So it's a very unique park. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. But then we went right to the back of the park, and we ran right to Storm Chaser. Now, the stats for Storm Chaser, it is a iBox RMC. History-wise, this actually used to be a, I believe it was a CCI coaster called Twisted Twins. It used to be Twisted Sisters, but then they were worried about getting sued by the band, so they called it Twisted Twins, and this thing was standing when the park was closed. If you go to Coaster Studios, you can find out the history. This was a Six Flags park. Six Flags then abandoned it. It stayed vacant, and then Ed Hart decided to purchase the park and bring it back to life, and when he did that, he looked at Twisted Twins and realized, okay, you know what? We need to do something with this structure, and he contacted RMC, and then April 30th, 2016, it became a iBox track. It used to be two different tracks racing together uh, with the Twisted Twins. They basically made a uh, single circuit, so it's only one instead of two. It's not like Twisted Colossus where you actually kept the racing aspect of it or the dueling aspect of it. This is actually, it was two, kind of like Iron Quasi. Iron Quasi dueling coaster, which now is basically one track. It has 2,744 feet of track. It's 100 feet tall, so yet again, same height as like 
lightning run and goes 52 miles an hour, has a 78 degree barrel roll drop. Now, if you're not familiar, for us, actually, this being our first RMC was very eye-opening because we never experienced a barrel roll drop in our life. So the fact that our first RMC, we get in this thing and we are twisting as we fall was amazing. But we have to be 100% honest because that's what we always do here. We rode the front row and we were not impressed with Storm Chaser. We got off this thing and we actually rode it two more times, I think, just because we kept thinking we were missing something. But the key to this was every time we rode it in the front row. Because going into it, we were front row riders. That's basically what we thought. All the uh, 87 coasters, most of them we did in the front row. We didn't really do many in the back. We did a few, you know, if we were marathoning stuff. However, mostly we were always in the front. So we were not impressed with our first RMC, mainly because we rode it in the front and we pretty much didn't learn until later on that RMCs are row 11, row 12. That's where you want to be. So even though we love the barrel roll drop and we liked the coaster, we were not blown away with our first RMC, mainly because of the fact that we rode it in the front row. So we got off that after doing it once or twice and we ran to Thunder Run. Now, Thunder Run is a din and believe it or not, it is a din that they did not convert to an RMC. Usually the dins are the ones that get converted to an RMC. In the case of um, Kentucky Kingdom, they decided to turn Twisted Twins, which is a CCI, into the RMC. This coaster is a 2,850 feet of track, 90 foot drop, 53 miles an hour. For a din, this is a fantastic coaster. All in all, it's a middle grade modern wooden coaster. We actually haven't gone through that aspect in regards to discussing those kind of rides at the park. It was a pretty decent ride. It wasn't too rough. You know, uh, Kentucky Kingdom was taking care of it. So that day we did three coasters. We did Lightning Run, we did Storm Chaser, we did Thunder Run. The other two rides at the time, there was Roller Skate. We never did kitty coasters our first year, so we kind of skipped Roller Skate. And then T3 was actually closed, which we found out later on was probably a good thing at that time. For our first trip, we basically only got those three credits, which got us up to uh, 90 credits going into uh, Kings Island. Now, we're going to talk about the second trip. So the following year, we went back to Kings Island, and we figured, you know what, we're going to hit Kentucky Kingdom again. And there, we actually got Storm Chaser because since that time that we went from our first trip to our second trip, we actually went to Six Flags New England, which we'll be talking about later on, and we got on Wicked Cyclone, and that's when we learned the secret to RMC. One more time, guys. Shh. Don't tell anybody else, but you want to ride RMCs in row 11 or row 12. You want to be by the back of the train because they're amazing. And that second trip, we basically jumped on T3 first because we need to get that credit. So T3 at this point used to be T2. But they made some improvements, so they call it T3. However, if you know anything about Kentucky Kingdom and their Instagrams and stuff, they troll their own coaster so much. Uh, T3 is an SLC by Vacoma. If you know anything about coasters, if you've listened to our Ouch episode, it's pretty much all SLCs. These are suspended looping coasters, and these are not very good coasters. This one is 2,171.9 feet of track. It is 101.7 feet tall and goes to speed of 49.7 miles per hour. Now, what's the difference between T2 and T3? And it is the trains. SLCs are not great. And most SLCs I'm not a big fan of. However, I can honestly say I do not hate T3 as much as most 
enthusiasts. I know they're not happy with the new restraints, but for me, they're so much better than the original restraints. So what do I mean by this if you're not familiar? If you go to Mind Eraser over at Darren Lake or over at Six Flags America, they have the original trains and they have the original restraint system, which is basically going over the shoulders and they have hard foam on the metal bars that are right by your head. If you're riding these coasters, you need to really lean forward because if not, you are getting your head smacked left and right, left and right. I didn't know this, of course, when I first started and I got beat up pretty bad on Mind Eraser, both of them. With the T3s, they actually have them more wider out So they're not as bad. They're a little better cushions and there's a little bit more support in your chest. For me, the fact that I don't get my head crushed against metal bars with really bad padding, I actually enjoy T3 more than I do the Mind Erasers. That being said, T3 is also still a bottom 25 coaster. Yet again, when your own park starts trolling your own coaster, that basically tells you what people think about that. So we got there and we did T3. T3 is actually on the other side of the water park area when we talk about the walkthrough this park is really laid out uniquely i'm not saying it's good i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's definitely different and to get to t3 you pretty much have to go around the water park so we did that and then we ran to storm chaser and the reason why we ran the storm chaser was because we learned a secret of how to ride an rmc and we wanted to see what storm chaser was like and i can honestly say storm chaser was magnificent the second time fantastic we love the barrel roll drop even at this point we were still kind of new to it it because TT was just opening up. Basically, we were at 88 to 90. T3 on our chart is number 152. So that tells you about the gap that we had. So 152 ended up being uh, T3. So we did T3. We went over. We marathoned uh, Storm Chaser. Lightning Run was kind of touch and go, mainly because of the fact that on this day, it was a rainy day. So when we walked by Lightning Run, it was basically closed because of weather. Then we did T3, which I I guess we had a break in the action, and then we did Storm Chaser. Now, the one problem we had with Storm Chaser was because there was no line, and I really, really enjoyed it a lot. So pretty much, Devin ran off to do Thunder Run, and I marathoned Storm Chaser. Now, by marathon, I mean I did 11, 12, 13 in a row here. This was a huge mistake, not because of motion sickness, not because of any other reason, except for the fact that it started to rain and we still had to get one more credit. So we actually needed roller skate, which now actually we call this one aspect of what we do now, the roller skate rule. We waited an hour and 15 minutes underneath, I think we're over by the carousel. So we're underneath the carousel and we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting and the weather never broke. And because of the fact that we were marathoning Storm Chaser and not paying attention, we still to this day do not have the roller skate credit. So now our rule is when you get to a park and you need credits, you go and you get the credits first, then you marathon. We did not do this. We will never do this again, but we missed this kitty coaster. And actually, it's not really a kitty coaster. It's actually more of a family coaster. So we will get roller skate eventually. It's a Vacoma Jr. So it's not a bad kitty coaster. It's not like a lot of these chance kid coasters and stuff like that. This one actually is pretty neat. And I'll be honest with you, the cars are adorable. They look like roller skates. We now have the roller skate rule, mainly because of this day, we ended up missing that credit. We ended up, uh, after like an hour and a half, we said, you know what, let's get out of here. We checked the weather and we noticed that Holiday World, which was the next park we were going to get to, was still pretty good and it was early early afternoon. And because of the um, time zone, we actually 
headed out to Holiday World and we knocked out Holiday World that night. We had it all done. We missed Roller Skate, but we were able to get all of Holiday World in at one time. Now, since we did these two trips, they actually have a new coaster called Kentucky Flyer, which is a Gravity Group family wooden coaster. This basically, between Roller Skate and because of uh, Kentucky Flyer, this park is really highly on our list of uh, getting back to in 22. So, and of course, Kings Island's right near there. The history of this park, there's also six defunct coasters, and one in particular I would just want to point out is it was called Chang, which was a stand-up coaster. One of the biggest stand-up coasters ever was there over at Kentucky Kingdom. Well, before Six Flags closed Kentucky Kingdom, they grabbed Chang and they drug it over the Great Adventure where it is actually Green Lantern. So, even though there's six defunct coasters from the original Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom, Chang is still alive. It's actually Green Lantern. You know, you can enjoy it there. So, there's six coasters that are operational over at Kentucky Kingdom. We actually got four of the credits. When we're talking about these, there's really a good debate on which is better, Lightning Run or Storm Chaser. And of course, that will be one of our poll questions this week because I'm interested to see what people think because, you know, Storm Chaser is a middle-level RMC. It's got the barrel roll drop. It's really intense. It's a great ride. But Lightning Run just blows me away. I've never seen anything like it. And that's going to be one of our poll questions. I'm curious to see who likes what better. That is our first episode on Kentucky Kingdom. Basically, we have an ERT on Friday. And we actually did a poll question on what kind of coasters do you want us to talk about. And uh, the two choices I gave people were mice, uh, mouse coasters, or looping. And by 17 to 7, people want an ERT on looping coasters. So these are going to be arrow loopers. Uh, Wildfire fits in there. We'll discuss why coasters fit into that category for us. Our next episode is going to be, you know, all about the looping coasters. Then next Tuesday, we're going to do the walkthrough. We're going to talk about the food, the flats, and what our future plans are with Kentucky Kingdom. Make sure that you follow us on uh, trimthestaplepodcast.com. You get five permanent entries into our giveaways. We are giving away a lot of stuff. We just gave away yet again another prize. I think we've given away five things so far uh, since we did the um, pretty much the end of season one going into season two. So we've already given away five items. The person who just won again was actually somebody who followed us and they basically we ended up drawing one of his five follow us entries and uh, he's won twice now. So yet again, you can win twice. You can win three, four, five times. It depends on when your name gets picked. Go to our website, trimthestablepodcast.com. Just follow us. And you're all good there. Uh, check us out on social media if you want to vote in these polls. Uh, you can go to Facebook or Instagram. On both of those, we are 125 Roller Coaster, so we keep it very simple. Hey, guess what? My name's Paul, and I'm going to see you in the queue.